What could happen did happen in Jeddah after accidents, penalties, and squabbling all over the radio, Max and Lewis are all tied up. One race to win it all. Let's jump the start. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Jump to Start Racing Podcast. My name is Wellington. I'm here with two of my closest friends. Yancy, hello. Hi. I want to, um, before we start. Can I say hi, too? No, no, no. Before we start, though. just want everybody to bow their hands down, heads down. <laughs> to have a moment of silence for Total Wolves' headphones. Mine's <laughs> 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 still intact. <laughs> Good, goodbye. Goodbye, headphones. It's a great weekend until... <laughs> Tragedy struck. <laughs> Ruben, how are you feeling today? What's going on, guys? Man, on today's episode, we'll be talking about the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix and everything to do. I'm back. That's you're back. Oh yeah, you're back. <laughs> don't 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 clap for yourself. Yo, he's like, yo, but when are you gonna mention me, dude? Yeah, you're on the lower end of the totem pole, bro. You somebody we found me. Forgot about yeah, it, it was it was such a crazy race that we forgot about you. Captain. Somebody found me though. So who called one eight hundred jump to start? I have no idea. Somebody found me. Somebody <laughs> somebody saw you in a milk cart in Saudi Arabia. They called me. There's no there's no alcohol. So they were drinking milk. I was really trying not to pick up that phone call, but I had to. <laughs> Sorry, was. <laughs> It messed up his whole flow this is bro. every day. So, guys, we'll be talking today about the, I guess now legendary Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. The results, everything that led up to it, um, just our analysis. Thank yeah, you, Saudi thank, Arabia. Thank you. thank you, thank you. We'll also be previewing the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, the final race of the season, the championship round at this point now. Uh, but. Before we get into that, I want to make sure to mention that we are on Twitter and Instagram at Jump to Start F1 on both. Make sure to follow us, um, not subscribe on Instagram and Twitter, but follow us. Uh, drop a tweet, mention, uh, give us a comment, uh, like a post, whatever. Uh, we are on many podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, among many others. We're also on YouTube. Hello, Jump to Start Racing Podcast. You can see us waving at you. Uh, subscribe, like. Follow, comment. Does the thumb look like the thumb on <laughs> the like button? The I like think button. that fits is the other way. No, I don't know. This way. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. Uh, it's been a great season so yeah, far, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's not uh, dilly dally any further. Ruben, hit the drop. Gentlemen, a short view back to the past. I don't know yet. I got one shot. Dude, All I need is one on. mic. I know, I gotta repeat it. Um I think uh what the whole week you're gonna be practicing? I'm gonna be practicing in the mirror, mom spaghetti. It's gonna you be know how it is. the finale, bro. You gotta do it. I was gonna be like, all I need is one mic. <laughs> um, all right, so <laughs> gotta eat through it. The race before getting to the race, the Jetta track, there was a lot of controversy as far as would it be ready, would it not be ready, how what would it feel like to the drivers? Uh, what would the track itself race like? What did you guys think as far as uh, the on track, the delivery of the circuit itself? Like what 
what did you guys feel as far as how fast it was, how closed in it was with the walls? Did you feel like it delivered? Did you feel like, I don't know. I don't know how to, how or what to exactly ask here. But what did you, what were your thoughts on the track? I thought visually the track was beautiful, especially at night. Um, the lights, you know, they had all the, you know, the LED lights and the lagoon and the fireworks and, and just the way the overhead, the overhead helicopter shot with the track lit that up. Was beautiful. It looked amazing. The cars going around it looked beautiful. The cars going that fast. It, this is one of the few tracks where usually when you watch an F1 race or an F1 session, you can't really comprehend how fast these cars are going. You can't really tell. With the shots that they had here and I guess the camera angles, you can feel that these cars were just going balls to the wall. And it felt amazing. I absolutely loved it. There were problems with it, though. Um, But I think it adds to the challenge of the track. There's a lot of blind corners. So you can't really tell what's going on, which could be very dangerous uh, when a car is going slow. We saw that in qualifying. When a car is going slow and a car is doing his, his uh, you know, his push lap, if if the team doesn't tell you to get out of the way, you're going to run into some issues. Hamilton ran into some issues, I think, at the end of one of his push laps where he ran into a ton of traffic. I don't know if that was in practice or in qualifying. I think it was in practice. Um, I think Max as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it could be very dangerous. And a lot of the drivers had some criticisms about that. Um, as far as the racing is concerned, we can get that get to that later. But there were so many things that happened that I don't think you can really judge the quality of the track as far as the racing. But as far as being a spectacle, the podium was crazy, like a big LED screen. Just the looks of it looked like, yeah, I want to go there one day. Um, it was built as a spectacle and it delivered on that as far as how the cars looked, you know, and things like that. I, I, I loved it. I would like to see, you know, obviously there's a lot of kinks to work out. It's the first year. See, I would like to see how they can improve on that going forward. What did you think, Ruben? No, I, I, I agree with what Yancy said. It's just, it's, it's an amazing track as far as like, because it's so close in. So the cameras, I guess, are closer to the car, you could say, mm -hmm. because there's not really that many runoffs. So when these cars were flying, especially those angles they were getting in some of those little tight corners where yeah. they were like a you know, quick left and right thing. And the sparks and coming were, through the car. And they were going pretty much all out. Like, you mm -hmm. know, some of these turns, they were not even lifting to, to go through them. So I think, like Yancy was saying, a couple of minor tweaks here and there for the actual track itself. And it's going to be a track that, is going to just compete with all of them, you know, as far as like mm -hmm. the guys want to go. They, they, all the drivers love racing on it. Yeah. But maybe they, they were by themselves and they tried to enjoy it more. So we have to make it where in actual competition, you mm -hmm. enjoy it uh, to the max. Just, just looking at the track and me playing the F1 game, I'm, I'm probably one of the worst players on it. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine, you know, if me playing the F1 game on a regular track, I feel like super tense. Because, like, you know, normally when you're, you know, playing this game and stuff like that and you're going through a bunch of turns, you are tense. So you wait for, like, I guess for the straight to maybe lose your, you know, loosen up on your fingers and stuff like that. So I, I pretty much told the same thing about the drivers. At what part of the track do they get 
to a, I guess loosen up a little before the tense up again. And this whole track that's was just I don't think a there, high. There really is. That's what I'm saying. This track was all out all the time. That I would say maybe the, the finished start line, but it's still so fast that you cannot do much. Yeah. So it's you need a couple of minor tweaks for the track to be at that level that we wanted to. Thank God it was a night race because yeah. since the track was not finished, all the hospitality was not done mm-hmm. on time and stuff like that. But, hey, they did a good job hiding it because I didn't see much of it on the, on the TV screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like the drone show that they did too. Like, I think that... Oh, up. yeah, that was nice. They, they had like they the... went all out. They, 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 they did they go had, all out. They had like... Uh, they had a, a drone show of the track at the yes. end where... Yeah, it looked, it looked very and cool. And the fireworks went so much past the race that when these guys were doing the interview they you had can to hear <laughs> it yeah on the post race show so they went you know they put up a show and hey I we enjoyed it I enjoyed it we were laughing earlier before the race before really before race weekend there was a or during like on Friday there was a guy on Reddit that he had he had tickets to the race mm-hmm. managed to find his way into the paddock because there was like no security there because if you commit a crime over there they chop your arm off mm-hmm. good so <laughs> So this guy was just like, he was complaining about everything. Meanwhile, he's standing in the paddock, like five feet away from the drivers and the cars. And it's like- Without what, paying for it. Yeah, without paying for it. Like, what are you talking about? Dude? Why are you complaining you're in yeah. the paddock? Like, what, what does it matter? But there, you know, there were some issues out there. There was like plumbing He should have gone to the Alpine bathroom too. Yeah. <laughs> There's plumbing issues in the rooms alluding to. There's like all kinds of just stuff that when you open a facility, that's just the type of stuff that happens and having- Especially when you don't do test runs on it. And you exactly. So I remember back in the day we opened uh, the company I work for. We opened a, a facility here in, in New York City. We had to do all kinds of like shut down the power to make sure the generators work. Everybody go flush a toilet at once to make sure that like if there's a lot of fans in the place that like the water drains properly. I don't think that that type of stuff was done. Was done, no. and it didn't reveal like all the potential kinks. And there's probably a lot more stuff that happened that we haven't heard about. Mm-hmm. But overall, on on TV, it looked like it was pretty good. So you mean to tell me Saudi Arabia does not have a Department of Buildings? Like that's going to be on top of all of that to make sure everything. <laughs> but I mean, I so think... like the biggest, pretty much you could say, show in the world is coming to your city in that weekend, and you, your Department of Buildings can't catch that when you don't have no time because you did a track right now where there was nothing and you did it in yeah. nine months. So let, me, so let me, so let me, so I'll just put this in, into perspective. This is the second longest track. On the F1 calendar this year. Um, as far as distance, you mean? It was, yeah, as far as distance. It's long. Mm-hmm. You can see it on the track. I mean, you can see it on TV. It's long. It's a, you know. Um, That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> One year ago, they announced it. Yes. I think it took them like two or three months to start working on it. So we're talking about a, maybe nine, eight months. That's what they did. Nine months. To, to build. It. To the to design, design and, build. and build this entire facility to hold an F one Grand Prix, which we know the standards are, you know, it 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 it's not some it's not an easy feat to do because they have to worry about a lot of different things: safety, electrical, transponder. I mean, it gets super difficult if you want to go into the nitty gritty of it. For them to pull it off in that record time, it's impressive. So, um. Kudos to them because it, it looked good on TV. Obviously, we're all talking about the race and all the events that happened this weekend. So I think overall it was a success. Could you imagine how big the budget was blown just by having people working like 24 hours a day? 
I don't care. The, I'm sure not that I don't care. I'm they sure don't. They don't care about yeah. the budget. Well, there you remember, are. Make sure you finish. That, and, that, and what's crazy about this is that, for example, I think they have a ten year deal. They're only gonna. I think the plan is, and I don't know how things might change. El but plan. El plan. El, el plan is to race here for the next two years, and then they're gonna build a dedicated circuit after that. I think that's the original plan. I don't know if they're gonna stick to gotcha. this, but I guess we'll see how everything pans out the next two years as far as on this on the the Jera Corniche. So circuit. similar to the deal in Qatar, whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Even though, and we're not going back to Lasalle, year, no. no. Well, not next year, but even like the when we go Dope. back the year afterwards, it's gonna be a, a new circuit. Yeah, and remember Saudi Arabia is towards the front of the calendar next yeah, year. It'll so be in March. They'll, March. they'll be back there in a couple of weeks I think or it's a couple of months. Second, second race of the season. After I know it's after Bahrain. Mm-hmm. Well, so, Bahrain's the first. Oh, there you go. So, one thing of note: before even the race, before uh, Lewis Hamilton. Prior to the race weekend, condemns Saudi Arabia terrifying LGBTQ plus laws ahead of the race and says it's not my choice to be here, which Ooh. is cr- kind of crazy to even hear that. Um, I I wonder if he would have even raced there had it not like if he had already won the championship, would he have just been like, all right, I'll see you guys next next race after this one? Who knows? Probably not. No, nah, he's a professional. Um, and he did say after the race that honestly he he was treated well there, but it was nice to him. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, but he has enough clout to say things like that, anyways. Clout, clout, Jesus. I was gonna say they also criticized Ricardo for like I don't even watch the news, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, all right. Qualifying. It finished. Uh, hand bought us for Stappen. It was very boring, right, guys? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because of uh, uh, a qualifying lap on a track like this where I don't know what the average speed is here, but it's quick. I mean, I think they get up to like 203 miles an hour on on that long straight right at the end before the last turn. I think it was turn 27. Um, Before that qualifying session, as I was watching them go through that turn to that last turn going into the main straight. And I see them, you know, almost kissing that last wall before Ooh. they go going on Ooh. there. And I'm like, this, this, this is this reminds me of the Wall of Champions yep. in Canada, right? And you have a similar, something similar happened. And I think Seb tagged the wall in Singapore, but it obviously is not as quick. So obviously in the Wall of Champions, you, you know, you, you come up that hairpin, there's a long straight, you're going, you know, probably the fastest yeah. on that track, then you got a quick chicane, you're worrying about hitting the wall. They call it the Wall of Champions because even world champions have crashed into that wall. Um Yeah. So I'm seeing, <laughs> yeah, and you will definitely, yeah. Definitely a champion. Definitely a champion. In some ways. Yeah. Thank you. So I, saw, I, I said this, I'm like, this looks like a Wall of Champions mm-hmm. situation. Um, and then obviously I think it was Lewis that said in the press conference afterwards, like where every wall here is a wall of champions, which obviously makes sense. The second thought I had with this, I'm like, when I saw the the cars running at night and how fast they're going, I'm like, I think Lewis Hamilton is going to put in one of those magical Singapore laps. Singapore Singapore 2018. 2018. I think Lewis Hamilton was going to do that. And... But I was wrong. 
because the one that actually almost pulled it off, almost, almost pulled it off when he needed to, was Max Verstappen. Hit the the drop. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. he crashed. <laughs> <laughs> that. It's not what it's in. <laughs> the lap that Lewis put in was great, was and an obviously, awesome and we knew that the Mercs were going to be fast on this track, anyways. We didn't know how the Red Bulls were going to perform. But the lap that Max was on was on in Q3. And I think this is probably the only point that we, that, that the, the only highlight of, of qualifying, uh, aside from the traffic issues that they were having. That lap was amazing. And the fact that he tagged that wall right after turn 27, I think we were all upset. And disappointed because we knew that we were watching something special at that point. What do you think? No, he was definitely pushing big time. When you got like a guy like Alonso acknowledging, like he's definitely pushing it. Mm-hmm. He's definitely going, you know, over the limit on all everything. They, they all watched it, right? Yeah, Ricardo was, and were, Alonso. Ricardo and Alonso were, they getting were in into the, it at the same time. Yeah, they were in the in the media pen. Yeah, in the media pen, and the guy telling, "Oh, yeah, so let's let's talk about question." We throw one eye, and you see Alonso's eye, like. Okay, we throw one. Yeah, <laughs> and the reactions, you can see them in the back. Like, oh. Because it was, like, the lap that... He was Hamil- putting a solid lap. Like, the the lap that, that Hamilton put in was amazing. Like, we were like, wow. And the fact, when Matt, when when Max started that lap and it was purple, one-tenth, yeah, one-tenth up, one-tenth up, second sector, purple. My man is three-tenths up. We're like, Whoa. Because we know that even a tenth is quick. But three tenths up on a lap like that, we were like, whoa, what's going to happen here? And we're just looking. And we and we, honestly, we were just waiting to cheer like, yo, Max is the man. And then he tagged me. We were like, wow. And then I don't know if you thought this when you saw it. What, did you think it was going to change the 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 championship? Like, did you think it was going to be a big moment in the championship fight? Because I thought for him not getting pulled, the damage. Yeah, yeah, because we knew that overtaking was going to be hard on this track. Well, my thing was that why Rebel didn't change nothing on the car. You know, like why the Rebel didn't change the gearbox or anything on the car. To me, that was a big gamble. Like, oh, I mean, right after the crash. Yeah, yeah, right after the crash. So obviously, but the lap the ha- the the Verstappen did pretty much overshadowed Hamilton's lap was magical as well because he obviously he got yeah. pulled. But the that lap, if he was able to finish it, maybe he would not. And he almost he almost and and he almost went into the wall in this first sector yes. too, which was like Whoa. in the first sector he was just I think he was just a smoke right? I think he just shaved the that's wall. What, yeah, that's what we saw when I saw. It, I so was I like, thought he hit the wall there. By the way, yeah, when, when I saw it, I'm like, yo, he's re-, and when when he came out, I'm like, he's really pushing, like he's going. That is driving on the limit, right? Dri- yeah. yeah, like literally on the limit. It would to me honestly, I'm not I'm not a rebel fan because I want Mercedes to win, uh-huh. but. I actually felt bad that Max crashed. I was he was it, the way he was going was so good to watch, and I would enjoy his lap so much because of what he was doing that I would have would have actually liked for him to to finish. Even though I don't think he was gonna get pulled because of the of the of the lockup that he had. Yeah. So that probably you know compromised, and that's what they all the commentators say, all the guys on the, the you know the technical well the lockups will crash the exactly you know because that, because yeah. of the lockup he had but to get on the that, power quicker to yeah. be able to. to Crazy. To try to to try to fight the time that he lost, but then the rear end just won on him. Here's what I think. I think that I mean overall, as Formula One fans and those, and we're diehard Formula One fans, and we love. You think it, we are? Eat it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's probably people. I mean, I mean, I I, I don't put like a, 
like a, the mold of a car on my head, like in Suzuki. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Canada, the hat guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we, you know, we watch it. This is not to say that we're bigger fans than anybody else, but we watch it pretty extensively and we follow it extensively. When we see moments like that, we want to see it because it's it's history. It's like, oh yeah, I I was there. I was watching it in this place when this happened. It's the same thing I was talking about last week when the storyline of how great it would be for Hamilton to win the championship because he's breaking that championship record. He's, He's number eight, which is... Something that we like when you were when we're watching a moment like that on TV play out live, we're all like, maybe you're not a Max fan, but it's like, oh man, but I can say that I saw that. And I can say that to my to my grandkids and my kids when they're watching it with me. That lap, just like that Hamilton lap in Singapore in 2018, that, we watch as well. that lap would have been like, oh, Max was on this. Amazing lap, fighting for the championship. Nobody thought that he would get pulled because obviously Mercedes had an engine that can outpower anybody, and he and he was able to get it by three tenths. I mean, I think I listen. I'm, I right, think that's a, that's what that's what we wanted to happen, and it did. Right now, I'm at a I'm at a I would say a level of enjoyment of what we're watching that. I, I would I wouldn't mind either one to win the title. Like for example, okay, Hamilton wins his eighth title, you know, record breaking after all those records that he holds and so. But I wouldn't feel bad if Max won too. Yeah, whoever wins, we win. Yeah, like cause, we already won. Because Max, come on, the way he, you know, the way everything they've done through all this all these years just to catch up to Mercedes mm-hmm. and to be at a level of of competing of you know in this magnitude with these people. I wouldn't mind it, but I'm picking a side already. Well, we'll talk about that later. So here, here's, a, here's a question. Here's a question that I had all throughout race weekend, mm-hmm. all throughout last week and the week before Brazil. Did Max, does Max, based on that lap, does he have an equal car to the Mercedes? Or was that just his driving just locked in? Um, I wouldn't go that far as having an equal car to Mercedes. I think Max gets it to I that level. I think that as far as who has the fastest car, that, and this is the beauty of Formula One, at some points in the season he has and other points in the season he hasn't. I think if you look at the season in its entirety, I think Red Bull has had the fastest car. But it's like with any other sport be it uh, American football, and I'm pretty sure it goes for European football, meaning soccer here. Baseball. Baseball, hockey. Basketball. Basketball. You get hot at the right time. When you get hot at the right time, meaning right before the playoffs, going into the playoffs, we've seen so many teams come together, gel. the Giants. And they win the championships. And usually... That only happens with experienced championship teams, and I think this is what we're seeing now with Mercedes. Well said. I think that sector two, I think it was, Red Bull dominated, and then like, I'm sorry, and then they caught up. Sector one, I think it was. Sector one. Mm -hmm. One of them they dominated, and then that. Sector one. Actually, you're right, because. 
Because Sector 2 is the, the, the you know, they got the, the chicane and then they have a whole bunch of other turns. After that, it's, they have corners, but it's all flat out. So that was qualifying. That was that insane. We're still in qualifying. Yeah. So yeah. race I mean, starts. It's Han, Bottas, Verstappen, everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. They, the Mercedes has jumped out, jumped out to a big lead. Not big. It's nip and tuck with Bottas and Verstappen. Hamilton hasn't necessarily pulled away like he normally does. But he's out of DRS. By, Correct. By, by more than a second. Correct. Uh, boom. Michael Schumacher crashes. Mick. Mick. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Mick Schumacher crashes. Safety car. Couple of laps under safety car. Uh, the Mercedes and a number of other cars pit under the safety car. So Bodas, Hamilton, both pit. Verstappen stays out. Which is... Yeah, the people that pit, it was almost more than three-thirds of the field. Three-thirds, that's the whole field. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll read it out. It was Hamilton, Hamilton, Bodas, Hamilton, Bodas, Leclerc, Norris, <laughs> Latifi, Alonso, Stroll, and Perez. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight drivers out of the remaining 19 pits. <laughs> okay, I guess I mis- miscounted. Double on that one, man. <laughs> oh, no. You know what it is? Three I'm on, third. I'm on, I'm on lap 13. <laughs> when everybody was stopped. I looked at the numbers for the pits and it went to 13. How many thirds was that? Four? Uh, we'll, <laughs> Four thirds. <laughs> we'll, we'll forgive you because a lot happened. But. <laughs> All right, so from there. So... Those cars pit. I'll read them again. Hamilton, Bottas, Leclerc, Norris, Stroll, Latifi, Alonso, and Perez. They all pit. And Russell. They all pit during the safety car period. Mm-hmm. Three laps into that, or four laps into the safety car period. Lap 13, race is red flagged. Yes. I got to say, I wasn't upset initially about it. Right? So now you have Max up front, Hamilton and Bottas following, and then everybody else. But now Max gets a free pit stop. And I wasn't upset at first thinking about this. But then mm-hmm. we saw all weekend during the FP2 race. Uh, not FP2. Um, F2. I'm sorry. F2 race. FP2, we saw the crash from Leclerc. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you, do, you say something right, we're getting you the applause, bro. <laughs> so we saw Leclerc crash, and they had to red flag the whole session. Yes. During practice. We saw multiple red flags during F2. Yeah. Uh, Should have known, right, up front, that whatever happened at that particular point, was going to cause a red flag. Let's just boom, stop the whole thing. So here, here's the thing. We going into the weekend, we knew that this was a possibility. One, it's a super fast track. Two, there's not a lot of braking zones, right? Three, there's a lot of blind corners. And four, they got bootleg barriers. No, the barriers, barriers actually. Dude, it, that those crashes on turn. I think it was turn twenty three when Leclerc. A Mick crash in the same spot. I think uh, Mick, not Michael. Mick, Mick. <laughs> trying to get me, bro. <laughs> I said it right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that means Ruben, wake up. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. 
on that corner itself, you had, uh, I think those are the safe, the, I don't know if those are the safe, they call them the safer barriers. Um, but you can see that they had like three or four levels of them. Mm-hmm. So they knew what was going on. And I think that those crashes would have been worse. Signs went off on that corner also. But he only nicked his back uh, back wing in, uh, in, in qualifying. They knew that this could happen, and I think those accidents could have been a lot worse at the speed that they were going. I think they were going through that corner anywhere from 150 to 160 miles an hour. Um, and the reason why it was for, this is uh, the reason why it was re- it took so long to red flag it was because one, I still think it w- it takes t- it took too long to red flag it. Mm-hmm. But the reason why is because after they cleared the car they noticed that they had to replace one of those safer barriers because it had a puncture in it. And if it had a puncture in it, it won't interlock. So, and and them knowing that so many cars have gone off at that very same corner, if it would have happened again, then something even more egregious would have happened. So that was the reason why they did it. I think that... With all the technology, all the cameras, all the viewpoints, I think you can come to that conclusion that you have to red flag it earlier than what they did. Right away. Right away. Uh, however, I will say, I'm glad that they red flagged it. I'm glad that they took the precautions mm-hmm. because it was a little over a year ago that uh, Grosjean had that accident. So I want to make sure everybody's safe, everybody's good. Right. So, red flag, session stopped. A number of people are able to change their tires. I'm going to go through it. Max, Ocon, Ricardo, Gasly, Sainz, Giovinazzi, my boy. The bullet. The bullet. Latifi, Sunoda, Raikkonen, Vettel, Perez, and Mazepin. So that's... Three-thirds of the Definitely three-thirds of (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to say it myself, but you guys... You guys me too. (laughs) But, so... What does that do? That automatically track position, boom! They all of a sudden everybody that pitted during the red flag or that changed tires, I should say, during the red flag, supreme advantage. Uh, yeah, now, because this is a track position race. Now it's track position. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did that mean? That meant that Verstappen was on, let's call it on pole after the formation lap, and it was a standing start where everybody lit, lined back up at the grid. Mm-hmm. Hamilton was second, Bottas third. I believe Ocon was fourth. Uh, I could double check that, but he was in that mix. Mm-hmm. Race restart. Yeah. This is. I don't know. So so the race restarted. Hamilton flies off the line. This is the first restart. Goat flies things. off the line. Goat things. So I actually I forgot the mind games. Can you, you want to talk about the mind games, the the, the goat things that uh... the goat things? So, the mind games or the games that they play. Obviously, what when you are on this is not a formation lap. It's just a you know it's a lap around the track, so you can warm up the tires, warm up the brakes because obviously in F one we know that if those tires are cold and if those brakes are cold, nothing's happening. You have no grip and you have no brakes. So, um, what we were noticing during that restart was Hamilton was holding back because what Hamilton wants to do is obviously he can hold back a little bit and still warm up his tires and warm up his brakes, 
But if Max gets way ahead and he gets to his grid spot, he's just sitting there. The tires are getting cold. Brakes are getting cold. And the engine and, getting hot. And the, get, and the engine is getting hot, which means that going once the, start, the, the race starts, restarts again, going into that first corner, Max is at a disadvantage because he can't brake as 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 brake. He doesn't have any braking power, and his tires are are cold. cold because he doesn't have any grip to get through the corner. Advantage Hamilton. Now, one thing that and we spoke about this before, what this revealed is something completely opposite what we've experienced as fans on the part of Max Verstappen throughout this whole year. We no longer saw a cool, calm, collected Max Verstappen. We saw a nervous Max Verstappen, mm -hmm. a jittery Max Verstappen. Somebody who you can tell the pressure of the moment was getting to him. And he just wanted to get it off because he wanted to go racing. Because I guess where racing is where he feels the most comfortable with. And obviously his complaint was that Hamilton... He's doing that again. No. Well, not that he's doing it again. His complaint was that Hamilton was more than 10 car lengths back, mm -hmm. which he might have a point if it's a formation lap, which is only at the beginning of the race. But during uh, a restart lap, before the restart, there's Those no rule where you can be. So the fact that Lewis Hamilton knows this is amazing. Of course. And the fact that Max Verstappen, the way he sounded on the radio... And that he doesn't know this because it shows the experience that Hamilton has, especially in these situations. It it it, it just shows you the difference, and how the, the, you know, the how you can like, to be the champion. Like if you're gonna come for the you come for the king, you best not miss. And we said this before, and now you're seeing it play out these last few races especially we saw the, the 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 chink in the armor in max Verstappen, right because he said the same thing in brazil right yes so the restart cold tires cold brakes hot engine it was a long distance between yeah. them hamilton boom flies off the flies off flies he, off the he did box. not miss a beat it's what i was saying before when when the moment presents itself those are the, stuff like that is the reason why Hamilton is a seven-time champion. He's like, and Hamilton got like an extra boost off the line. Mm -hmm. Just that's how how easy he made it look getting past Max because he did it clean on the first turn. Eight meters behind Max Verstappen, dirty side of the grid on top. Of it. No, no, no. He made it to the first turn completely okay. past him. Like, yeah, like he had that corner. Yeah, yeah, had the corner. Right. So there's a little bit of gamesmanship there, right? Because now Max Verstappen. Late breaks into the corner. As late as he could. Possibly as late as he could. <laughs> That's another crazy tries to hit, Tries to hit turn one. And now, if I'm him, which they did, you're hitting turn two and you could say, he's pushing me out. I got to take the escape. I got to cut the corner. I got to cut it. There's no... I have to be safe. For That's once. For Stappen? No, I mean... That, that, well, uh, but if there were wheel to wheel, what, that would fit. That's what I would argue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? But now I, I I break so late. Oh, Hamilton's pushing me out. I gotta so like that would be like uh uh he did it more than one time. So that's why I'm thinking that that was the strategy going into it. That okay now that they've mentioned in Brazil mm -hmm. that I can't just push people up. We can't just push each other off. Okay, I had to take the 
escape road. I, even though it gives me an advantage, I had to take it. Mm-hmm. So he takes the escape road, cuts the corner, corner uh, turn two, uh, yada, yada, yada. Ordered to give it back, the place. While trying to give it back, your boy Esteban Ocon sneaks up. Total Wolf's boy, actually. Esteban Ocon <laughs> sneaks up. Well, no, he wasn't ordered to give it back at that moment. No, he wasn't. Him. He wasn't ordered His to give it back. His team didn't say give it back? Because why didn't he, did he Afterwards. So what happens was that he cuts the corner, he takes the lead. At that point, um, when Hamilton, he, when he rejoins. Has, Hamilton has a bit of a scuffle with Ocon. He actually hits Ocon. During the, without, right? I don't know. Am I right? Yeah. He actually hit Ocon on, the, on that restart. That's weird because he was so far out in front. Listen, not, that was, it wasn't that restart. It was another restart. It was the other restart. The second well, restart touch. that they touched. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. Confused. All right. So we're talking about... No, the... I, what I think was as Max rejoined, Hamilton had to slow down or they were going to hit each other. And I, because of slowing down, Ocon is coming behind him pretty much at speed and just passes him. Okay. Okay. So then... Okay, I so, have it here. Okay. Hamilton gets a better start, jumps off into the lead. This is the first restart, mm-hmm. lap 15. Max, this is when he pushes him. Max takes the lead, cuts the corner. Mm-hmm. Right? Takes the lead, cuts the corner. This is when when um, when Hamilton and Ocon touch a little bit. Ocon takes second place. Hamilton drops back to third. And then this is when the whole crash happened with Perez, and they had to re- red flag the, the 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 race again. Right there on the spot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that was nuts. And then they crash, red flag the whole thing again. Uh, mm-hmm. Perez, Leclerc, Mazepin, kind of three way crash, and Russell. No, Russell. Yeah, and Russell. Mazepin re- ends Russell. Leclerc manages to somehow get off scot free. Well, broke his win. But he's able to continue. Yeah, yeah, he continues the race. Perez crash effectively ends the world championship, whatever drama there could have been. Construction. Constructors championship drama, whatever that could have been. Boom, that's done. Another red flag, right? But wait, wait. Can we say about also Paris being the lone wolf there? Yeah, just almost. walking. It, it was, <laughs> you, it was you guys ever watch? Yo, uh, yes, <laughs> you guys ever watch the Incredible Hulk like TV show where it was live no. action? That at the end, it's always like he's like hitchhiking down. No. Okay. God, that's the only thing Paris was missing to hitchhike. I'm right back. He was there by himself with his helmet in his hand. Like, is anybody going to come pick me up? So another red. Hello, I'm here. Like, another red flag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he could have walked back that's the thing he would have made it <laughs> Max pulls in first into the garage into the pit lane and then Ocon, because he was in front because he was in front mm-hmm. pretty much just going to the pits everybody stops at this point normal, normal procedure there um, which we'll get to later on um, Michael Maxi, Michael Massey and Red Bull negotiate as to where he should drop back to Max ends up in the third in third position because he had cut the corner mm-hmm. and that was like he had to give it back Hamilton's in second, Ocon's in first. Right. Crazy. Craziness already. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Uh, race restart again. Mm-hmm. This is where, from the outside of turn one, Max cuts in. I will call it a, he dive bombs. 
Because that's what it was. That's that's what I said right from the beginning. Like I see that type of stuff. Like when you're playing F1 online, that's yeah. what that's what people do. Like in Monza, they just cut the corner and like whoever they hit, they hit. Mm-hmm. It's true, right? Yeah. So Max dive bombs down the inside, is able to take the lead with what I thought was a brilliant strategy call at the time. They went with mediums where most other drivers were on hards. They changed after the uh, uh, during the second red flag session. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that means your your tires are are have a little more grip. They are able to retain heat a little better. Whatever. So goes the race, right? Uh, eventually, Hamilton passes Ocon. So then it's Max and Hamilton. Max first, Hamilton second, and. I think that 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 the uh, on the the negotiation for well, we'll we'll get to that. But the reason why Red Bull was okay with taking that third grid spot one is it's gone is on the clean side of the track. Yep. So you get more grip. Yep. And they knew that they. I mean, obviously, if they're gonna be at a disadvantage. They knew that they had to give the the they had to give the. Um, they had to give the lead back, or they had to, you know, give the concede the place to Hamilton. At least they knew Hamilton was going to be on the dirty side. Max was going to be on the clean side, so he, he has more grip going into that first corner. He's obviously going to be faster than Ocon. He just had to make sure that he nailed that start. And you know what? Championship things. He did it. He did what he had to do. Did what he had to do. Yeah. Boras was also switched onto mediums, but that didn't really turn out to play too much into it because they didn't. He didn't have as good a start as Max. Mm-hmm. So from there, okay. Let's set the stage. Back and forth. From lap fifteen to lap thirty-seven, it's nip and tuck. Hamilton catching up to uh, Verstappen, getting to a point where he's almost uh, able to overtake him. Mm-hmm. Finally, does right. Overtakes him, uh, and then Verstappen, just like we had talked about before, turn one and then turn two, late break. I need the space. Let me take the escape road. Is able to take the lead at that point because of the abuse of the escape road or of cutting the corner. Uh, from there, he is, I guess later on, directed... FIA goes to Red Bull, tells them to, they have to give, Max has to give the, the place back. back to Hamilton. Uh, during that exchange, then they later start, later start to tell Hamilton that he's able to take the place back from Max. At that point, literally within a few seconds, that's when they collided on lap 38, right after turn 27. Yes. Did I explain that enough? Is there more color commentary that needs to be added there before? Is there more color that needs to be added there before we add our own color to the situation? What what happened was accurate. What you said was accurate. It was a nice battle, though. I tried to keep Hamilton it as catch up. basic as I could. It was a nice battle, the catch-up that Hamilton did. It was great. Up. It was awesome. Very clean. I love catch-up. At that point, it was... <laughs> Leading up to that lap 37... Um, kerfuffle, kerfuffle. What? <laughs> <laughs> alpha? Yes, el alpha. I was getting extremely frustrated 
because during that period, they were two virtual safety cars that were deployed. In between. Yep. In between. Yeah. Um, the first one was because Sonoda crashed into the barriers where he skated well, yeah. on his wing. The second one was Kimmy trying to overtake Sebastian Vettel. I don't know what Kimmy was doing. There was Bad really blood. no space. Bad Kimmy blood. was doing what Kimmy does. Yeah. Um, and obviously, <laughs> you know, debris everywhere. And Alonzo was on the radio saying, this is, we've never Ridiculous. raced this way. Yes. You know, but. And I like I like all the explanation that Alonso did to try to get the safety car so they could clean. No, I, I listen. This is truly the virtual safety car w was needed because obviously anybody gets a puncture. Well, he wanted a safety car so they could really clean because well, the virtual safety car is just to pick up something and move out of the way real yeah, quick. But I mean, if somebody gets a puncture, go hits a wall. It was all you know. It was reasonable. But as we've seen so many times in many races, when we have a battle that is looming. Hamilton was clearly faster than Verstappen, catching up to him. Even under the under the virtual safety car, he was catching up. Yeah, then you have like that's crazy. You yeah, have a virtual safety that the car. Delta like was he maintaining it? You know, you have a virtual safety car, or you have a safety car, and then we are robbed of that battle that is to come. And usually, this happens at end of races, but thank God it happened in the middle of the races. I was getting extremely frustrated, and I think this is the complaint that I have about this track um, that too many incidents seem to happen where you're going to have too many stoppages of the race where we're not going to be able to enjoy a battle if it's going on. And this was the case with this one. Um, you know, they had to stop. Obviously Hamilton was gaining. Anytime the virtual safety car is deployed, it, it's advantage Red Bull because they're in the lead at that point. And they get to save their tires. And they're on the mediums, which is the higher degrading tire. So, again, it's an advantage for Red Bull because they can hold out that tire to the end. So, that, that's my one of the complaints that I have about the track. And it was extremely frustrating just watching that. Then that incident happens with the FIA. And, and it was just... Uh, it was very frustrating, that whole sequence of events. Which it, incident? Where Hamilton runs into the back of okay. Max Verstappen. Because... The brake check. So-called brake check. Because it just shows to... It showed to you that the FIA or Michael Massey and the FIA were just... Seemed like they were not in control of what was going on in this race. Um, it was obviously... Not, the stoppages didn't seem to help as far as cleaning up the track. They didn't clean it up well. That's why you need it. And, and obviously incidents were happening, so you have to deploy this virtual safety car. So that's robbing us of a good mm -hmm. battle at the front. And then the the late call on on saying that Hamilton should over or said that Max should give that place back to Hamilton, which was clear that he should have. Mm -hmm. Um, and just the whole argument of what is going to happen, how are they doing in the miscommunication was very annoying and very confusing. And we just didn't know what happened. Mm -hmm. And 
the fact that they ran into each other, and at that point we didn't know how it affected the cars, it robbed us of the fans a great battle for the championship. And it could have been worse. Mm -hmm. Thank yes. God it didn't go that way. Yes. Thank God Hamilton had a bulletproof car this weekend. Yep. Yeah. Thank well, God it didn't go that way. But that yeah. was very frustrating. And if any little thing would have went the other way, we as fans and and Formula One as a whole, um, we would have been upset. Formula One would have looked horrible, which it didn't look great this yep. weekend, but it got saved because of that championship battle. Yep. It, it, it looked very amateurish. And, and that's something that has to be fixed because we've seen inklings of this throughout the season and it came to a head at this race. Well, I think it could be fixed if Michael Massey just lays down the law. Grows a set of balls? Yeah. Because yeah. if you look at videos when Charlie was, was talking to the drivers, he would not give him butts. Like, that's how it is. Like, yeah. Michael Massey, oh, you want to switch places? Do you want to do... What? No, my man. Yo, you got to give the place back or we're going to go... We're going to investigate it. That's it. Plain mm -hmm. simple. Now you don't, don't give it back. But I think, obviously, he also takes, you know, a guy like Hamilton to save his car. Remember, he also touched earlier in the race with Ocon. Mm -hmm. so he, and he didn't show that he had damage because he was still flying. And then losing an end plate to the win, yeah. he was still flying. Which you've seen many cars that happen to and they just and lose. Just, yeah, just go to the back. And he was yeah. still setting it because the fastest lap, he set it. After that. After he got the win, you know, end plate, whatever, off. So we need, and we, and we criticized. What I was afraid was that end plate was going to fly off and puncture his it, tire. But it did fly out. But it didn't, Yeah, it but didn't, it, didn't it, it didn't puncture his tire. tire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But those incidents, you know, that happened, the miscommunication cannot, I don't know if it's, how could it be safe? Maybe they should have told Mercedes, hey, we're going to swap the places before Red Bull, because Red Bull, obviously, they were told, they reacted right away. And they, re they reacted so quick that Mercedes was not, a, according to Mercedes, and obviously, because Verstappen got a penalty for it, so he showed that Mercedes was not, you know, not a fault. Mercedes was not the up term, to communication. The term was that Max was predominantly at fault. Gotcha. And I think that that's an important distinction there. So what do you guys think? Who, uh, we use the term, we talk talking about, about kind of incident Because there was a few incidents as far as, obviously, the overtaking at... at yeah, that's, that's absolutely so true. This we're is, talking about, we're the, talking about the, the, the actual collision, the collision which was Max, a yeah. result of cutting the corner mm -hmm. and having to give the track back. Who? How did you guys see it? What did you guys think? Who did you guys think now and at the time is at fault? Predominantly, who's at fault? Oh, no, no. The, the FIA. That's the same thing. But, I was thinking the same thing. Just be careful. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the FIA. But... Here's the thing, and again, this goes back to what I was saying that we saw Ma a, a different Max Verstappen as not the cool, common collective, but the more nervous, breaking, breaking, jittery. Um, obviously, he's ordered to give the place back. Mm -hmm. Hamilton apparently didn't know, and that's a miscommunication. This is why that's, I say that FIA yeah, yeah. is at fault. However. There was a bit of cat and mouse going on because obviously when when Max was ordered to give the place back, and I think they knew Red Bull already knew that he was gonna have to do it because that move was yeah. a little bit you know on the edge, is a little bit sketchy. Um, they already knew that they wanted to give it back right before they hit that DRS zone mm -hmm. on the, on the start finish straight. 
So when Hamilton just passes by, you can turn on the DR, you know, hit it, book it, let him go. Hit the DRS. Hit the DRS because he's a second behind and go. Hamilton knew that. I think Hamilton knew that from the get-go. Hamilton that's knew why, that. That's why it was, it was, Wells just changed pretty much on the way that the penalty was, you know, what what the fuck is on the penalty, you know, for the penalty. So that means they discovered both teams were aware they wouldn't have to switch places. But Hamilton did not want to switch places right there because of the same thing. I'm going to lose the spot. By the, end of, by the end of the straight, I'm going to lose the spot. Yeah. So why am I going to do it now, you know? And, Max and it ended up have, happening that and way later on. And, and ended up happening so that way, So I see yeah. that. That's, it's part of the FIS problem because I see that changing down the road as well. Where if we're swapping places, you cannot do it in that area because what are we swapping places for then? And also, when, you know, like that, they're gonna be get more technical on to what area you're able to swap a spot. And if you do it in that area, you cannot just overtake me after the DRS zone. Yeah. You have to get past the DRS zone to overtake me. Yes, you know, uh, to, but, to have a fair advantage of hey, you over you over, we're swapping places because you you take you know you did something. Mm-hmm. That's why we swap. We're not swapping places for free. Right. So when you do it in that little space with no reprimension on it. Mm-hmm. So what are we swapping for? You're still gonna get ahead, but you're still gonna get ahead. So yeah. there's no point in even exactly. swapping. Mm-hmm. So that that there has to be rules that are obviously clear on yes. on that end. So that's why that's where the FIA to me that's their fault because mm-hmm. that's not. Clear. Well, and I also think that their fault because they weren't communicating to both teams at the, at same, the same time team. as to what has to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and, but this all goes all goes back to even before because in Brazil. The same thing happened, at, at the, and there was there was no investigation. Nothing was needed. What what at, same thing happened? Well, when when Max tried to over, when uh, Hamilton tried to overtake Max, and let Max push them out. Um, and no, and yeah, Max pushed them out. And there was no on investigation the until. Oh no, no, they refused. They they refused. didn't investigate it at all, okay. and now all of a sudden they're investigating things. Right? They all of a sudden, hands off the championship battle. All of a sudden, oh, we so, gotta get involved because we're gonna look bad. Right, so I in general the FAI FIA just looks this like year it. has been failing. So there, yeah. there's but then there's also I'm I'm sorry I don't I don't want to cut you off. But you did though. But exactly, <laughs> I, I, give him a ten second penalty. <laughs> Jeez, I don't want to cut you off, but I Ruth will. Masi. Anyway, <laughs> get him. But just on the incident, just on the incident itself, when when ha- when uh, Max had to. Had to give up the place. He braked really hard, and we've seen swaps before. Not only between between two motors or when the FIs had swapped the places, mm-hmm. they never slowed down that quick. They never that that much. And in yeah, that area, yes. yeah, yeah, in that area. So, so I mean, it's a, everything is strategically right now. Everything, everything matters right now. There were, there were. Uh, it's like if you're gonna do something, do it right. Max didn't do it right. Up. There were two winners. Mm-hmm. This past weekend and the two losers, right? The two losers, the FIA and Max, right? Mm-hmm. Just the two winners, Lewis Hamilton and Netflix, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> they can they can do a ten they can so, do ten seasons off this race. Yep. I want to call to your attention. A couple of races ago, Brazil. Mm-hmm. Lando Norris, Daniel Ricardo, and Carlos Sainz. What happened there? They had Carlos Sainz had to give back the place to I think Lando Norris. Ends up giving it to Ricardo. To the wrong McLaren. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's Lando pass and then overtakes him under DRS. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right after. In 2008, mm-hmm. the Belgian Grand Prix. Hamilton. Hey, he did it. He let Kimi Raikkonen pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, same type of thing. 
let Kimi Raikkonen get back. He had taken a place, cut a corner. With the toe, was able to overtake Kimi and end up, uh, I guess, winning the race mm -hmm. in person, I will call it, right? But later on, was was uh, he received a penalty. It was a 25-second penalty. Um, I'm going to read. Oh, he won the race on the track. On the track. Okay. And then later on, lost it because okay. he received a 25-second penalty. For doing that. For doing the same thing. He said... Raikkonen pushed me to the point where I would either have been on the curb and crashed into him or have to go on the escape route. So I went on the escape route. I understood I had to let him pass, so I did. I got in his toe, and he was ducking and diving left and right, and I did the same and managed to get back to the inside of him. But then he hit me at the apex of the corner, but I think I was pretty much gone from there. So Hamilton himself <laughs> has already... Mastered that trick. Mastered that trick, but also there was precedent set back then by those stewards, mm -hmm. that it's a penalty to be able to do that. When you do this, this is going to happen. However, that precedent did not apply this very season when we had uh, Carlos Sainz re-overtake. Earlier in the year, you mean? Or, earlier this year, two, two races ago in Brazil, when Carlos Sainz re-overtook, I think it was Lando Norris mm -hmm. in Brazil. So who knows what the actual opportunity here is? Who knows what's right? Who knows what's wrong? Just do whatever you can. Figure it out, guys. Hopefully nobody crashes, etc. Thanks, FIA. Yeah, that's what I'm because the FIA ain't doing crap about so, it. So what do we get here? We have, and the reason I wanted to be clear about the predominant, right, mm -hmm. is that Red Bull says give back the, the uh give back the position strategically. Mm -hmm. Slows down. He doesn't slow down. He lifts. Mm -hmm. He's going 180 kilometers per hour, I believe. Or down to like 160. Hamilton catches up behind them, does not take the position. Right? So the complete antithesis of what a race driver does when he comes up against a slow driver, mm -hmm. right? Just pass him. Just pass him. I believe if I was if you know taking book my, it. Right. Just go. Taking myself out of it. He was so fast on the street. The DRS wouldn't have mattered because yeah. Max would have had to reaccelerate and then be able to get into the toe. Ham would have been so far gone, right. like it wouldn't have. If mattered. he didn't start, if, if he didn't slow down, if he didn't slow down, if he would have just kept going with his momentum and. Right. But Hamilton knew what Verstappen. Of course, but I think it was still a tactical error on Hamilton's part. But separate from that, so to me, I, I agree wanna, with you. And then I want to go back and I also want to read uh, the. Do I have it? No. The sporting regulation. Yes, I do over here. Uh, I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I do. No, I don't. Yes, I do. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, here it is. From Article 27.4 of the sporting regulations, at no time may a car be driven unnecessarily slowly, erratically, or in a manner which could be deemed potentially dangerous to other drivers or any other person. Both of them drove slowly. But I believe Max yeah, moved more. But it's not even that like they If you let him pass, slow down and just just go to the side completely. I they think both, Max swerved. Listen, they both moved slowly, but the reason... The, what you can argue there is that the reason why Hamilton was slow was because Max was slow in front of him. No, that, 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 I think that's the reason that they use as well, because okay, so, Max got slowed down, so I thought something was wrong. That's why I slowed down. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so... 
he during the race earlier in the race he said he was having issues with power right his battery they they said oh you're just topping up your battery or whatever mm-hmm. max right so yeah. if his battery blew should lewis just hang out behind him i don't know what's going on i'm going to hang out behind him he knew i think he knew it's listen the issue i think there was <clears throat> that max slowed down so much um and it caused a collision. Yeah. There was also the fact that thank God it wasn't bigger, by the way. Yeah, there was. A, that's why I was so upset when it happened. Like I got up off my seat and I just slammed the table. I'm like, how is this gonna come down to this? You slammed the table too. Oh yeah, I slammed the table. What about your headphones? Did they not break? No, I left that up to Toto. Gotcha. <laughs> I wonder if those, those those headphones still work. Um, I they think got a, they got an right? extra set. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think that was that was the case that he slowed down so much. Um, it wasn't even like a reasonable slowdown. It was just like, like, it, like, and that's dangerous, especially when you have cars behind you on that track. part of the track. So I mean, at the end of the day, that penalty didn't affect the result of the race. Yeah, but I think they also have to set. The FIA is in a tough position. They did a horrible job, but in a tough position because they have to set a precedent, which obviously they're horrible at doing, because now this fight is going into the last race. And they also took away the fight second that he got first. Which one? Remember, he he got he received a fight second grip no, out. No, they gave it to him too. Who, Hamilton? Uh, Max. Well, Max. Yeah, Max. Yeah. yeah, they gave that to him too. They gave that to him, okay. So, so here's, here's the scenario. That's so why gotta, he pulled back. Once he got the five-second penalty, there no, was no there was pulled no back. Yeah, Hamilton passed him. He repassed him. Yeah, Matt repassed him, and then they gave the five second penalty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what if? So we saw Hamilton slow down, lift as well as Max. Max breaks. What if Max never breaks? What if Hamilton wow. just continues going Lord. slow? What if Hamilton and Max just continue going slow? That plays right into Mercedes's hands, right? Because who's coming behind them? It's Valtteri Bottas. Yeah. <laughs> so well, no, at that point, Ocon's behind. It doesn't matter. What's the matter? It doesn't matter. But either way, doesn't get do up. I just stop and can you please pass me? Whenever you have a moment, let's let everybody catch up to us. Potentially pass. I just us. think uh, Hamilton didn't want to give him DRS, and because and obviously we know why because that's exactly what he did later on. So Hamilton just didn't want to give him the DRS, which is reasonable because I mean Hamilton knew because he's done it before. Um, but the again, well, I'm going back to the FIA here. The FIA, I mean, there was a ton of penalties given. There was a whole bunch of things going. The FIA, the the one the one criticism I have about Michael Massey is that he's not stern enough. He wants to negotiate with the teams because. They don't want to get involved. They don't want a stewards decision or an FIA decision to decide the championship battle because it's so close. But at some point, you have to put your foot down and get involved because if they don't, then these incidents, especially going into the last race, tied, something's going to happen and we're going to have what happened with Ayrton Senna and and uh, and and Prost, uh, and Prost in Suzuka, where they crash into each other, and Ayrton Senna wins the championship because Ayrton Senna knew that if Prost doesn't finish. finish that race, 
he wins on the. Wasn't points. it the same with Schumacher and? Yeah, but the the but the, that happened the year before with Prost and Senna, where where they went into the into the into the into the first corner at Suzuka. Um, they they crashed into each other, but Ayrton Senna was 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 able to get was able to up. continue. Ayrton Senna wins the race. Prost goes straight to the FIA stewards. And the, the the I don't know I forgot his name but he was French and obviously uh, Alan Prost is French goes complains because Ayrton Senna went through the, the runoff area mm-hmm. cut, cut the corner and they disqualified Ayrton Senna from that race and Alan Prost won the championship. So these are the type of situations that obviously has happened before in F one and you don't want that to happen this this season. Was- Especially when you, they're tied on points, going since the last. We miss you, Charlie Whiting. So yes, I want. I want to. I want to go back and I want to say just two more things. Can we start a petition to ask for massive seat? I'm. If he's not fired after this, I don't know. Uh, so number one, I thought, regardless of anything, Max should have been disqualified. Uh, why is that? Because of the multiple corner cuttings. Mm-hmm. Because of there is no at no point it is certifiably unsafe on a straight the start finish straight to hit your brakes at any point like that like that's yeah, to me that yeah. that's ridiculous right and, and he's done it he's done it so many times and that's only my, that's my only criticism with max what as what has he done as, so many times he when dangerous driving when somebody's gonna overtake him mm-hmm. mainly lewis hamilton because obviously lewis hamilton is probably the only other driver that has been as quick as him this season when Hamilton has him in his sights and he tries to overtake him, especially going into the first corner, which is what happened in Brazil and happened here, he tends to really defend aggressively to the point where he's pushing the driver off. And it's very dangerous. And Lewis Hamilton alluded to this after the race. It's hard to race against somebody who doesn't follow the same rules as you. And the reason why the FIA is there is to make, make sure, sure that these rules are followed. And they've let him do this throughout the entire season whenever that's happened. And they've either ended up crashing or they haven't given him a penalty, which I think they should have given him a penalty in Brazil for doing the exact same thing he did twice in this race. Sorry. I'm going you know. We'll come back again. But we'll it's but it's just it's so it's frustrating, frustrating yep. because you want to see clean racing and and we all know that that and is that's the what they one, promote, by the way. Yeah, right. that is the one criticism that everyone on the grid and everybody who sees this with their own two eyes is that Max Verstappen, when defending, plays a little dirty. Mm-hmm. So Yes, he does. So it would it would be consistent with Hamilton having received a penalty in Silverstone mm-hmm. for, I'll say, quote unquote, pushing out Max, right? Right. I want to take one step further back, back in time. <laughs> 2000. Get back in time. 2017. Close, but no cigar. Was it 17? <laughs> Go ahead. In 2017, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was 17. Uh huh. The whole. Hamilton and Vettel break check. It was, yeah, it was 17. Break check issue. Regardless of what happened, the telemetry, et cetera, for crashing into the rear of a driver, Sebastian Vettel received a 10-second stop-and-go penalty. Yes. I, along with believing that Max should have gotten a DQ, I believe that Hamilton should have also received a penalty for 
one, driving slow, not not just flying past, and then two, for crashing into the rear of, regardless of what else is going on, he mm-hmm. should not even put himself in that position. He should have received the penalty for one or both of those things. And then I hitting think, Max I think Verstappen? we will see then. Hitting Max Verstappen and for driving slowly because sporting regulation says that you cannot drive slowly. Yeah, but Max was the one that's driving no, slowly. No, but Max hit the brakes. Hamilton lifted off as well to in order to not pass. Is is that racing to you? So they're both doing the same no, no, thing. No. But it's because we're so long in the year. We're just one race away. <clears throat> These guys I, are I fighting for the championship. This is the level we're in. But I see that happening. If not in the near future, it will happen eventually. Why you just so, right now, so then if that's the case, uh, that's the case. And what is true is being said that it wasn't being communicated clearly to Lewis Hamilton by the FIA or the FIA to the teams mm-hmm. that he should overtake him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know you're ready for this. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So then why the FIA probably didn't give him a penalty because they knew they, f- they effed up by not communicating that to both teams. So in a race, when a car is going slow, you just don't pass them? I'm telling you, that's, that's it. I was it's because it makes sense. If you were earlier in the year, I see something what you're saying happening. Right, exactly. But now they're so focused on getting that history awaits hashtag, yes. making the final race the whatever that they just don't. They want to let them race. They got extremely lucky, like Ruben said earlier, that Hamilton's car wasn't more messed up. And I don't think that well, the they didn't penalty, take each other out. But yeah. I don't. But I also don't think that the penalty that. Vettel got in 2017 is the same as this because what Vettel did was literally drive up next to Hamilton and drove into him. That was why he got the stop and go penalty. So I I wouldn't, if fine, if they want to give him a penalty, it wouldn't be equivalent to that. Okay. Did, so that was under a safety car. Was it, would it be the same then to say that Hamilton should have just driven past him? He should have, but he didn't. No, but the, that's pretty much but, part, and then the, part of but the, the reason why that, is, that's what caused yeah, the but, accident. Yeah, but the and the reason why was because it wasn't community. They didn't know know what the Whether, hell was going so on. Bro. On a racetrack, if a car has a failure of like their engine whatever. or whatever, you don't pass them. No, he should have passed. I think that's what he tried to do. It was too late. No, 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 no. not at all. He no, slowed no. down. He lifted. He slowed down. He slowed down to 180, 160 kilometers per hour. And then Max, the reason Max hit the brake is he wanted to slow down more to let him pass. And that's when Max downshifted as well. So super hold on. Quick. So we're, so we're, I don't I don't get what you're saying. You, both of them should get a penalty? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't I disagree look, with Look at this guy taking sides, man. Jeez. <laughs> I'm damn sure I already said I was taking sides. I'm, I'm, I'm calling the balls and strikes. I already said I'm taking sides, man. I haven't because the and I said that earlier. So I'm taking sides because I don't like the way Max has been racing this season. That's that's why I'm taking sides. Imagine, Purely opinion. Imagine it's what I do is like you know what I don't like this batter, so the strike zone is gonna be enormous. And it's happened before. <laughs> Yo, I'm running out of battery, so we gotta keep moving. <laughs> I'm down to sixteen percent. Um, so final results. Hamilton and Max, first and second. 10-second penalty assessed to Max after all was said and done, predominantly at fault, which I agree with. Um, nice drag race by... History of Yeah. Yeah. Second time he does that. Now, let's just wrap it up. It's tied up going into the last race of the season. Mm-hmm. Advantage Red Bull? No. Not at all. Because... Oh, yeah, no, it is. Because the tiebreaker is race wins. Okay, but 
It would not. It's impossible to retire one. <laughs> advantage Red Bull, but also, to me, it's advantage Mercedes with a new engine. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That's Well, yeah, we I, go I, down to the nitty gritty on that yeah, aspect. Yeah, yeah. I just said it because of the race wins. The tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The, the tiebreaker thing. Yes. So we'll we see know Mercedes happens. winning. But <laughs> um, all right. So... FIA, the Rebels negotiations the at the at the second at the first restart. I'm sorry, at the second restart. What do we think? Please and don't. I gotta go. Like I said, I gotta go quick. My please battery. don't take this away. The radio sharing. No, you know, FIA. Please listen, don't take bro. that away. Dri driver, driver. No, because the that, that, that's radio. normal. The negotiation is normal, but we've never heard that before. So I so said, don't take it away. Obviously, the public shouldn't get surprised on some things that we hear now that we never heard before. You know, they're not. They're not hiding it out, you know, like they're showing it. Go ahead. No, I mean, it, it, a lot of people were. The FIA did a lot of things wrong. I don't think that. I mean, obviously, that was the most that was the most glaring thing because we've never seen that before, never heard that before. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that was the worst thing that the FIA or Michael Massey did this weekend. There was no, other no. things that were worse. So as far as like FIA team radio, I'm with it. I love it for the win. Every single race, because we as fans want to see what's going on in the background and we can get a, some explanation as to what's going on. It's the same reason we know, we kind of know, that the teams weren't communicating effectively with both teams when they wanted to do the swap. So that that wasn't the worst thing that they did. But they did a lot of other things wrong. Of course. No. Yeah. So going forward, I think I've already heard what Ruben's had, but FIA, the FIA, in reality, all we need is consistency, right? Yep. That's all we're looking for from them. That's what we've been saying the whole season. Yeah. Even last season. Yeah. Now that the stakes are so high, we see where we have gotten to. But these are the moments where you prove your mettle. These are the moments when... When you have a championship fight and everybody's squabbling, this is where the FIA or Michael Massey, we're Cancel. talking about Michael Massey, has to lay, like, you know, the law. lay, just, lay down the law. Judge just just exactly. Yancy, by the way, and they're not, gonna be he's cowering the, away from it. I'm going to be constantly checking the FIA website to see if they're hiring. I would like for them to, to give you a job. <laughs> Go ahead, Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So there's that, right? The rest of the field. Is there really much to talk about with regards to the rest of the field? Hammond, Verstappen, first and second. Botas, third. Don't so, ever talk bad about Botas. <laughs> that's that's my boy. Race director. Fire him. That's another guy that needs to be. Maybe they're hiring for Who, him. Michael Massey? No, no, I'm sorry. Not the race. The TV director. The TV director. Yes. yes. I hi yes. We missed a last lap battle for that was like the 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 best moment of the race. We had the drag race Hamilton yeah. so far out in front, like he was just not gonna be caught, right? Yeah. That was a waste of time. Yeah. So Ocon fourth, Daniel Ricardo fifth, taking advantage of that uh, track position. Pierre Gasly sixth, Pierre, the great mm -hmm. Gasly, Charles Leclerc seventh, Carlos Sainz eighth. Giovinazzi ninth, hey, points for Giovinazzi and Wee! and tenth Lando Melbourne Norris. Bullet was flying this weekend. Had a great weekend. The constructors, dude, it's 20, 26 points uh, gap between Mercedes and Red Bull. That's pretty much academic at this point, mm -hmm. unless there's a DNF. And even still, like 
not enough. But uh, Ferrari at three hundred seven and a half, and McLaren at two sixty nine. Jeez, that's it. It's over. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, Forza Ferrari. <laughs> Woo! Thirty eight point lead there. That it would be impossible. They should have had a better weekend this weekend, but you know, all things Alpine considered. thanks to Ocon one forty nine and AlphaTauri one twenty. So they pretty man. much got fifth place locked in. Ocon, yep, they're, they're there. Ocon, um. Has had a really good season. I think he's one of the uh, unsung heroes of yeah. the season. Yeah. All those midfield guys, man. They've been once you get past the Ferrari, it's McLaren, a lot of talent on this grid. Yeah, man. The, the, the Gasly's of the world, Gasly. the Ocon's of the world. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk Definitely about with regards to this race? To this race, uh, Mister Battle. The thing he did with the. What was it? The hashtag that he created? And he did some racing with some women and uh, with oh, yeah, some he ladies. A, he had a karting event. He had like a karting uh, event with some ladies and stuff like ladies, that. Ladies, yeah. He still he still keeps doing, you know, pushing boundaries to the right, you know, through the right things. Yeah. Trivia. Mm. Trivia. We got a couple of things with trivia. There, this is easy because this track is not that old, of, you know, and it's not that exciting. Deacon. You know, yeah. So. Not this season, boy. Yeah, yeah, Oof. but this track. You know, this track is, you know, obviously this is the second time, by the way, that happens. But uh, this goes with a super easy one, okay? Uh, Name the driver in 2012 to take the win for Lotus here at Yas Marina, who also uttered the words, just leave me alone. <laughs> Kimi Raikkonen. Just leave me alone. I know what to do. <laughs> what? The drop! Just leave me alone. I know what to do. <sighs> okay. Uh, I think we're going to have to do a, a second moment of silence. <laughs> next up, next question. In 2020. Wellington's uh, nervous. Yeah, about to really <laughs> In 2020, it came down to a, a record of four drivers in contention for the, they were con, they were battling for the well, winner yeah. of the World Driver Championship in 2010. What? Okay. Uh, I named the driver that won that year and became the youngest ever champion at the time. Sebastian Vettel. You got it. And the four drivers were Mark Webber, Alonzo, Hamilton, obviously. Battle. Crazy. That's what I got for trivia. There's nothing else to <laughs> go home about. Any history? History, we got a little bit of history, yeah. Obviously, there's another track designed by our good friend, Tilk. Herman, Herman Tilk. Tickle. <laughs> With, uh, best of Herman Tilk. He had a stroke recently. He's on and He was up in the recovery. Go, yeah. And actually, Prayers his son up. was the one that was primarily designing, that primarily designed the uh, the general, Yeah, we need to bring him the company because yeah. the track's... They look too much mm-hmm. the same. So the Tuka dynasty yeah. will continue. Exactly. Uh, so it was, in t- it was actually, it joined F1 in 2009. The area includes a marina, the Ferrari the Ferrari theme park, a water park, a shopping center, golf course, and hotels. This all, by the way, developing a man-made island. Like the, That's insane. Our good friend Wellington has been there. So uh, the track capacity is uh, 6,000 people. The tickets do sell out, and they're super expensive. Uh, last year, because our schedule was actually brought down, so far are in the calendar making it the latest date on which a season closing Grand Prix has uh, has been held. It was also held behind closed doors. Mm. Uh, last year was the first time since 2014 that a non Mercedes car was on pole. Uh, your new feature of the track is the tunnel by the pits. Mm-hmm. It was on pole, Max? Yes. Wow. Yeah, and until the Mexico GP this year, this track was the only track that was named after a host city. Obviously, now the Mexico Grand Prix. The Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, highlights, it's home. It was home to the duel in the desert in 2014, which also happened again, you could say, closely in 2016. Yeah. 
In 2014, it was double points were awarded at the last race. So something as a, really? you know, to a become a failed experiment. Yeah, that was. Oh, imagine they did. Well, it doesn't matter this year. Yeah. Obviously, Kimi saying that you know his famous you know. <laughs> and uh, the twenty, you know, the twenty ten about the four three run. The most successful driver here is Hamilton with five wins. Most successful constructor here is Mercedes with six wins. Okay. They say it's a Red Bull track. <laughs> so, for, as you said a couple of weeks ago, there's no more so-and-so tracks. No, just... not at all. So, doesn't matter. Who wins the championship? Hamilton. Hamilton. I think Hamilton. I think, that I think Hamilton won in Brazil. That's how far back I think he won the championship. When he woke up in Brazil, they That's won the it. championship. It was Hamilton is on one of his runs that he usually goes on right after the summer break. This this year came out a little bit later, obviously, but right now he's unstoppable. And this weekend, Max Tyrate demonstrated that they win in the championship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, absolutely. By showing that little spark of weakness. I think that yes. they need to close a bunch of loopholes going forward because yes. this doesn't happen if they don't replace all the ICEs. Fire mice. Fire yeah. mice. All the internal combustion engines. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think it took away a lot of the potential drama that uh well i mean whatever we're tied going in but like i feel like it's just academic at this point at the end of the season i mean uh, cars too fast uh yeah I, and i also showed but, the mercedes did it so strategically as well because they just kept changing the internal combustion aspect of remember, the second driver <laughs> of the second driver and you know and hamilton as well but remember when red bull did their changes they did the whole thing so he went back all the way to 20. mercedes just did it you know in little chips, they didn't go all the way to Man, the back. But all right, the, the, the all right, the, yeah, you, the, that could be a criticism. But also remember that this run of victories by uh, Lewis Hamilton was sparked by all of those penalties in Brazil. Him coming back in the sprint race, yes, up to tenth, coming uh, well up to fifth, starting tenth, winning the race. Uh. Ever since then. It's been all Mercedes. Well, yeah. And it's because Lewis Hamilton said, come here, guys. Let's go. Yeah, because why did he get the grid penalties and all that stuff? Because he new engine. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that it's all a... It's all a it, I like how the heat... It, it's just, everybody's playing by the same rules, man. And Mercedes did it better. They're a championship team. They know how to win. And Listen, the kudos stab, to them. The man. last stab was... Hamilton yeah. deflating their kudos yeah. to them, but at the same time, <laughs> even like that, with the with 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 the engine changes, he changes engines. I don't know how many times, and still to come back like he did in Brazil, and then winning the next two ra subsequently winning the next two races. I mean, not another one. Will well Kimi be up? Man. Will Kimi be up to doing donuts at the end? Because you know, after retirement, oh, that'd be, that'd be awesome. I think that'll be great. All right, guys, really at cool. Jump to Start F One, Instagram, Twitter, Wellington's losing power. Leave us a review, like, comment, subscribe. YouTube at Jump to Start Racing Podcast. MGUK just went out. Yep. And <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Subscribe, leave a review. Do we'll not later. miss this next race. Peace.